There's a lot of things in life that are uncertain. There's certainly a lot of things that are uncertain. We make plans about a lot of things and they don't work out the way you planned them. They certainly don't. You anticipate certain things to happen. They don't happen the way you anticipate them. Sometimes experience can, in the past can prove to be wrong in the future. It doesn't happen the way you thought it was going to happen. But there's one thing you can be certain of this morning. You can be absolutely and completely certain of this, that you're going to die. That is the most certain thing that a human being can know. And I want to emphasize that point to you this morning. It is absolutely, completely certain that you're going to die. If the Lord Jesus Christ comes back soon, then we will not go the way of all the earth, as David said, but we will go up with him. We'll leave this body behind. That's why it's called the blessed hope, the glorious appearing of our great God and Savior, because it's the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ. But if that doesn't happen, you're going to die. I remember years ago when I had a shop down here on Broadway, I was a professional mechanic before I came to the church, and I had a shop called Foreign Cars Unlimited. That was 37 years ago. I had a lady come in one time. I was doing something I'd break jobs something for. I don't know what it was. But I started talking to her about her soul. I don't know if she expected to get that when she went to the mechanic shop, but I started talking to her about her soul. I don't know how many people I ran off like that. Who knows? But I started talking to her about her soul. She talked to me for a little while, and then she said, I don't talk anymore about this. She said, this is too heavy. This is too heavy. I don't want to think about this. And I thought that's quite a revealing thing. She didn't want to think about it. It was too uncomfortable for her. It's uncomfortable to think that there was going to come a day when her life is going to end. A lot of people have the idea that the, that the earth, that life is just one big party. 24-7, that's what you're here for. You're here to party. You're here to have a big time. And then when, it, when life's over, then you lay down in bed and gather your feet up and pull the covers up over you and say, well, goodbye world, it's over now, see you later. And that's it. But it doesn't happen that way. Life is not like that. You don't know how you're going to come down to your end. You may get sick and languish for a long time, but you may walk out that back door and drop in that parking lot. You may pull out here on Woodrow Drive and something happens, some mishap. So anything can happen. We don't know. It is uncertain at how it's going to happen. But there's one thing for certain, you're going to die. And the absolute most certain thing on the face of this earth is the fact that you will come to the end of your life and it is the very thing that very few people make any provision for whatsoever. There's an insanity. There is some kind of a brain disconnect going on. There, there has to be some kind of a mad thing happening in the minds of people when the thing that is absolutely certain they make no provision for whatsoever. You make provision for retirement, lay up money for years, and, and put, invest in the stock market and 401ks and all this, and get ready for your retirement because you look forward to the golden years, as you call them. They're not so golden, really. Sometimes they're not as golden as you think. You, you discover a lot of pains and aches you didn't know you had. But the truth of the matter is, uh, a lot of you don't reach retirement. You make plans for it. You really do. I mean, you've worked for 30, 40 years for some company and all that. And, and then the day of your retirement, you drop dead. You drop dead. You see, retirement is not absolute. It's not certain. It is not certain that you'll ever retire. It's not. It is not. It is not certain that you'll retire. But it is certain that you'll die. 
It is absolutely, completely certain that the day is going to come when your life is going to end on this earth. Have you made preparation? Have you made preparation? Have you prepared yourself for that day? For it is coming. It is coming. And there's not one thing you can do to stop it. That day is coming. Are you ready? You say, well now, preacher, I just don't want to think about it. Not thinking about it is not going to change anything. Denying it is not going to change it. Saying it's not going to happen except for some long time off into the future. That's not so. Teenagers die. Young people die. Kids die. People die in their midlife. They die at all ages. Death is no respecter of age. And that's one that's absolutely certain that you're going to die. The Bible said it's appointed to men once to die. And then the judgment. Notice how the Bible concludes or continues on with the fact that even though that life leaves the body, it's not over. It's really just the beginning. It's just the beginning. So the Bible said it's appointed to men once to die. I ask you again. I'm going to ask you a pointed, simple question. Have you made provision? Are you ready? If you're not ready to die, you're not ready to live. You don't know anything about life until you realize where you're headed when the life leaves this body. Are you ready to die? Now you didn't create death and death didn't come upon you because of something you did. Death was here before you ever showed up. Death is the, death is the result of man's rebellion against God. When he sinned, he brought death into this world. Death by sin. So death passed upon all men for all have sinned. Death is the consummation of rebellion and sin against God. It's here. It's a fact. It's something we deal with. And so my friend this morning, one more time, I want to ask you a question. Have you made provision? for death are you ready i'm not talking about your funeral i'm not talking about if you bought you a plot and ground out here i'm not talking about how much money you've got laid up and then you've told people what you want them to say who's going to sing at your funeral and where they're going to do it and this and that that's not what i'm talking about i'm talking about the moment that your soul and spirit leaves this body and you breathe no more and you have no control over it and you leave planet earth and you are going to leave this world are you ready for that day if you've ever been up to the door of death and felt its wing it felt its cold icy chill on your soul then you're different from most people some people on this earth have been there they've seen it they understand what it's about they know how it feels and it changes them for the rest of their lives take note of that you ought to watch somebody that's been there. You ought, to, you ought to listen to them. You ought to listen to what they've got to say because they have something to say that you need to hear. Sin and Satan will keep you in this la-la land where you think that you're just going to live forever and you can just live any way you please and life is just one big sinning party and then when you get ready somewhere way off in the future, then you're just going to leave out of a big party. My friend, you're going to die. You're going to die. It's appointed to men once to die. Death is coming. Some of you, it's closer than you think. Some of you may be dead before the year's out. Some of you may be dead before the week's out. Some of you may be dead before the sun goes down. You do not know when it's coming. But I want to warn you again. Death is coming. It is certain. It is sure. It is the most certain thing there is on the face of this earth. The government can't change it. Education can't change it. Money can't change it. Associations can't change it. Your religion can't change it. Nothing can alter the fact that you're going to die. Are you ready? Well, no, I'm not ready, preacher. We've got step number one taken care of. 
if you will admit that you're not ready. I want to notice the second thing in Luke chapter number 16, verse number 23 about death. You're going somewhere. Luke chapter number 16, verse number 23. The Bible said in verse number 22, and it came to pass the beggar died and was carried by the angels to Abraham's bosom. The rich man also died and was buried. Notice the way the Bible says this now, it's clear. It delineates the difference between the death of the body and the existence of the soul. The Bible said in verse number 22, and was buried, there's the body. Verse 23, and in hell, he lift up his eyes, being in torments, and seeth Abraham afar off, and Lazarus in his bosom. Notice how the Bible says it, in hell, he lift up his eyes. That's quite a thing. That's a descriptive term. That's the kind of thing that you ought to look at and think and take into your heart. He died. I don't know if he got sick and died. I don't know if he was struck down. I don't know what happened to him. I don't know if he's killed in an accident, but the Bible said the rich man died. It is inevitable. It's coming. He died. And they buried him. But they didn't bury him. They buried his body. For he's still around in the next verse. Notice how clear the scripture is in it. Even though they buried his body, the scripture says that in hell, he lift up his eyes. He lift up his eyes. He took in where he was. It's the idea that after he body, his soul and spirit leaves his body, that he looks where he is. He looks around, he takes it in. And my, what a shock it must have been. My, what horror must have fled his soul. My, can you imagine how he must have felt? He might have been an atheist, he might have been an agnostic, he might have thought he was good. He might have been a self-righteous, religious person, regardless of what he was. The time came when he lift up his eyes. Do you understand the horror that's gonna flood your soul? The moment you wake up in hell, when you realize that there's nothing around you but damnation and sorrow and burning in hell. Can you imagine what that'll be like? There's nobody to plead with. There's nobody to cry out to. There's nobody to go to to get help. You're in hell. To lift up your eyes in hell has got to be the worst shock that could possibly happen to anybody. Not dying. You're going to die. You prepare yourself, some of you, for that. You know you're going to leave here. That's not a shock. The shock is waking up where you don't expect to be. To think that when you die, you die like a dog and it's all over with. You bragged, you boasted, you've told people about how it's it. This is it. I'm just a dog. I'm just, a, I'm just an animal. And when my life is gone, just take me and bury me somewhere. It's all over with. I'm going to live life. This is it. One day at a time. And to find out how wrong you were. But it's too late to realize that after all of your bragging, it's too late. That you are in a place that you can't do anything about. You don't have any idea of the horror that'll flood your soul. That's what happened to this man. The Bible said he lift up his eyes in hell. My goodness gracious, I can't imagine. I can't imagine. I don't want to go to hell. I don't know that's you, but I don't want to go to hell. And I'm not basing my future on you. 
the finest man that I ever knew in my life, the greatest Christian that I've ever met, I would not trust for one second with my soul. There's just one that I trust. That's the Lord Jesus Christ. I put my hope in Him, my future in Him, my faith in Him. What I am is in Him because He arose from the dead, glory to God. Our future is in Christ. It's all about the Son of God. It's not about a man. It's not about somebody's church. It's not about somebody's religion, system of ethics, whatever. It's in a man. And I've looked across the bar. I've been at a point in my life where I thought I might die. What'd you do, preacher? Did you think about your religion? I didn't give it five seconds. What about the people that you didn't even bother? What about this? None of it. Just the name of Jesus. I grabbed it. I latched on to the name of Jesus. That's the only comfort there is in this world. And I'm going to tell you right now, when you really take hold of him and he becomes a comfort to you, that reminds you and reassures you in your soul that you're a real believer. Yes! Did you hear what I said? When you're down and flat and it's out and you're out at the count, it's the one you're calling out to and take hold of and get comfort from. That's the one you believe in. Amen. Amen. Some of you don't have a clue what I'm talking about. Your comfort is in a prayer you prayed. Your comfort is in a catechism that you were approved by. Your comfort is in your church. And there is no comfort in that hour but in one man. Christ Jesus the Lord. And he does give comfort. He does give comfort. He does give assurance. Hail, he lift up his eyes. Earth's greatest, finest go to hell. Kings and queens and preachers and popes and nuns and evangelists, the very wealthy, the very poor, the gifted, the privileged, the authors, the musicians, the actors, the athletes, presidents, Supreme Court justices, dictators, murderers, thieves, atheists, agnostics, Christ rejectors all. That's who goes to hell. You don't go to hell because you're rich. You don't go to hell because you're poor. You don't go to hell because you're the president or because you're the Supreme Court justice, a king or a pope. You don't go to hell for that. You go to hell when you reject Christ.